Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Sex, drugs, and violence, those were the ingredients that made up this week's episode of this show. It was crazy. Pennyworth, we have that and more, plus a very special guest starting right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, guys? Happy Sunday. Oh, yeah. Happy Sunday, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm your host, Benny Adams, and this was a crazy episode, to say the least. We have so much to talk about, but before we get into that, I want to introduce you to my amazing co-host. To the left of me is this amazing girl. She is a fan of all DC Comics, Miss Anais, a.k.a. A Nightwing. Nightwing. Hey, what's up? I'm excited (laughs) to be here. Love Pennyworth. I love it. And this guy has been a fan of Batman forever, Mr. Ben, a.k.a. Robin. Oh, yeah. Robin, Robin yeah. is in the house. Oh, yeah. And I saw sex, people. Oh, yeah. You can. <laughs> sex, sex, and more sex. And last but not least, Miss mm-hmm. Sherry, a.k.a. Sherry Word. But you guys, that's not it. We have a special guest, don't we? Mm-hmm. Wow. You guys, I would like to introduce to you Mr. Hansley Lloyd Hansley Be- Lloyd Bennett, <laughs> yes. who plays Baza. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey guys, how's it going? It's going well, man. Hey. Uh, it must be late for you already, huh? Yeah, I hear it's four a.m. Yeah. there. Oh. It's four twenty-five here. Wow, <laughs> you pushing through? You're, You're pushing a pro, through. and thank you so much for joining Damn. us. Mm-hmm. Glad to be here, guys. I can't wait to get into this. There's craziness happening today. Let's 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 talk. Yes, yes. <laughs> so craziness. let's talk about it. What did you guys think about this episode? I mean, a lot of surprises, to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked a little bit about it before when she, when Martha gets into this, like, big house, right, with all those people, with Patricia, right, with uh, uh, Thomas Wayne's mm-hmm. sister, right? I was like, wow, I didn't expect them to go crazy right in the second part and just go all naked and just do it with each other, if you know what I'm talking about. I was uh, like, oh, my God. Have you not God. been to Zena's party? Uh, <laughs> I've, never <laughs> seen, I've, I've never seen that live. People just talk <laughs> saying about that. Right? Sex party. You think they're just going to sip some tea? And I'm just a, have a conversation. Guys, I'm a virgin. I don't do that stuff. Oh, okay. okay. It's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> but brilliant show. I love it. Yes. Can I just say, hey, 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 Hazley! In honor What's of the Beastie Boy. I love your shirt, man. Yes. <laughs> I love this episode. I love seeing more of my Baza. Mm-hmm. And of course, that party was off the hook. All I can say is, why wasn't I invited to the <laughs> Satan orgy I mean, party? Yeah, exactly. Wow. 
that's, I think especially invites to that kind of party. Yeah. Is that the kind of party you want to go to on a Saturday <laughs> night? I'm not sure. I just want to go to People Watch. That's what yeah. I would want to do. I don't want to participate. I don't want anyone watch. touching me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for you for your face showing up, but it didn't come up, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know. Baza probably wouldn't tell his mates about that. <laughs> yeah. Keep a secret. Um, who knows? Maybe he frequents those things in private time. I don't know. Who That's knows? True. He does like the cocaine. Uh, yes, yeah. He does like party. Well, he, he was at a low point, you know. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on in that episode, and mm. some people unwind with a beer. Mm. Um, right. They a beer. Right. And you know, uh, <clears throat> old Alfred, he found his way to unwind last week, didn't he? <laughs> oh, right. yeah. He did. So, you know, we, we've bought, the characters all have their vices and mm. they're all right. sort of all their demons in their own way. So I think it's the first time we saw Baza break. He's right. usually quite strong and the moral compass, but, you know, yeah. I guess that was his way of relieving some stress. I mean, I just wanted to ask you anyways, because for me personally, your character is still kind of a little bit mysterious, so I don't really know exactly how I should take you right now. So <laughs> It's not a bad thing though, right? But how would you describe your character personally? Um, how would I describe Baza? So he's definitely, uh, he, there is definitely like an air of mystery to him because he's described, like when I, I got the role, he's described as having an air of languid boredom. Right. So he's a very like logistic, slightly emotionally removed person is what you see from the first few episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then you see that he, obviously he can be aggressive. Right. He does have he does have a temper. Right. And um as the season goes on you see that he's um he obviously he's very moralistic and he's got a big heart actually. So mm. he's the sort of moral center that helps Alfred right grieve in a way mm -hmm. that's not really obviously Dave Boy helps in that way but that's not his area Dave Boy's all about you know he's impulsive he's all mm -hmm. about the action but mm -hmm. I'm here to help with the sort of the emotional weight that Alfred's going through and the psychological stuff he's going through as well right well think about speaking about Alfred you know he is on this quest to find Esme's killer you know he's still in that huge drought that he's in he still has no idea who killed her, so he goes to see this witch yeah. who yeah. instructs him to, he needs to bring the the left hand of a killer and yeah. a rose. Um, what did you think about this whole scenario? I mean, it was, it was wacky. There was a few different ideas that were thrown around when, um, about that episode because we get this thing called a, a show bible mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it breaks down not it's not a script but it just breaks down what happens in each episode and in the in one of the first show bibles we were he wasn't meant to meet a witch it was somebody else but it changed in the final script oh, and it was okay. the first yeah it was the first time i'd read something that was a bit uh, a bit ethereal about the show everything's quite grounded yeah. and real Mm -hmm. So it was the first time I'd read something. I was like, oh my god, he's going to see, you know, a witch, something kind of supernatural and yeah. fortune tellery. So I wasn't really sure how he was going to handle it, but I know that Bruno likes to bring in all these different elements just to give the show 
like a different flavor and i think it really benefits from it right and i think we talked about that already right i think this is one of the few dc shows which is not about superheroes per se right it's not about supernatural powers it's just about Mm -hmm. like normal people let's say but trying to figure it out you know right and i really we like that about that show because it doesn't always has to be about superheroes right right exactly so so how do you feel about that it's a dc show but it's not about the superhero here per se I mean, this, I just got to get this disclaimer out of the way. I'm like you guys. I'm a fan right. first. So, right. yeah, I'm an actor, and I can't believe I'm in this show, but I'm a huge comic book fan mm. anyway. I have been since I was a kid. Right. Um, so I think it's nice that DC, I think DC have always done uh, very like mature adult themes and great characters, um, especially their TV. So be, to be able to have free reign on something like epics where we can do what we want we can swear we can put sex in it right we can delve into issues in any way it's just uh creatively it's everything that all of us could have asked for as writers actors directors you know yeah. lighting you name it we're all just like kids in a candy shop really we yeah. just have the time of our lives did you have uh, like a favorite character in Batman? Like growing up watching Batman or reading the comics, did you have that favorite comic book character or cartoon character? Um, well, we all remember the animated series, right? Yeah. The first one. So that was like probably some of the best. I'm going to say it was the best Saturday morning television. Oh, hands <laughs> down. Hands down. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, X-Men and... Spider-Man, they were really, really good, but I think that Batman, even now, mm-hmm. decades afterwards, still stands up as some of the best writing, acting. Um, you know, Kevin Conroy is still probably the most iconic mm-hmm. iteration of Batman that there is. Mm-hmm. But the character, uh, I mean, I really love that the cartoon created Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. That's in- like that's incredible that they've created this like iconic character that was never in the actual comics but now look at her now in the tv in the film she's got her own cartoon yeah exactly i'd say yeah i'd say harley quinn was one of my favorite characters because you just never thought mr j would have any type of girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) hey there's someone out there for everyone really someone out there for everyone everyone has has someone tell me about her You've this psychopathic girlfriend, maybe. Let's right, make right, that. right. See how that goes. But I'm actually... But- I'm actually very curious right now because you just said it right now you're very grateful to be on the show obviously it's yeah. a great show but can you describe a little bit about the audition process so how did you actually get the role at the end um, so it was just a, at first it was just a self tape and I remember getting a self tape in and I was like oh it's for DC show and then it says Pennyworth and I was like oh okay so Alfred everybody knows Alfred right um, set in the 60s but the biggest thing for me was is that it uh Bazaar is from Barbados, so he has a very specific accent. Obviously, oh. I don't sound like him. As <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was like, because I'd never done the accent before, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not going to get this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I gave it my best shot, but I wasn't familiar with the accent. My parents are from the Caribbean, by the way, Jamaica, but mm-hmm. uh, Barbados accent is very specific. So I did one self tape. I was happy with it. I got dressed up. I put a suit on. You know, I was like, they want a Playboy. I'll give him a Playboy. So I, <laughs> I sent the tape off. 
and I didn't think anything of it. And then about a couple of weeks later, I got a, an email from my agent saying they really like you, they've penciled you, whatever that means. Pencil. Yeah. I, I, heard that that word. Be- I heard pencil. that before. <laughs> pencil, pencil. Um, they called me in for a, a recall um, in person where I met um, Danny and Bruno. Uh, Danny director and executive producer and Bruno same writer um, and it was a very uh, they didn't want to like shake hands they were very business it was like you go in there just do your thing and then leave and I actually met Ryan at that audition the second one who plays Dave Boy we right. met at that audition we both got lost trying to find a place <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we met there we exchanged details and was like hopefully I'll see you at the the next round and we did we both got called to the next round mm-hmm. and that's where we met jack oh, oh wow that's um, awesome we did a screen test with jack and i remember jack came out he was auditioning with other esmes mm-hmm. and we never met him before but he walked out and as soon as he walked out we didn't even see him act ryan and i just went that's alfred oh. wow that's interesting <laughs> that's, that's interesting we just know we just we saw him and was like that's alfred there was, he's just something radiating from that yeah. boy I don't know what it is and he's, he's, he's definitely doing a good job yeah. speaking oh, out yeah. of Alfred I want to get back to the show where he had this crazy dream you're in it um, so many other people are in it what did you think about that whole dream because it was it was very eclectic and just all yeah. over um I like the way that they're using kind of different avenues to delve into Alfred's psyche. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've seen in the earlier episodes, he's, he, he, you know, he's getting visions. Is he seeing dead people? Spanish was there and mm-hmm. Mrs. Um, Darkness was there. And even from the pilot, we see that he has these dreams that trouble him. So it was nice to see sort of an extension of that going into his psyche with these with his friends and 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 um seeing how that affects his psyche so i really liked that i like that they're using different methods to delve into what it is that makes alfred alfred and one thing that oh go ahead so i have a question from the chat ivan soto wants to know did you get a chance to watch um gotham and then my own personal question is, did you read the comic books to sort of flush out the character and to figure out how you want it to encapsulate the role and be, you know, our Baza? Okay, so uh, the did I watch some of Gotham? I haven't mm-hmm. watched all of Gotham. Um, and in terms of fleshing out the character, no, because obviously there's no reference to him. Mm-hmm. All, a lot of these characters don't exist out of this TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, the way I built up my idea of what Baza is is that um, Barbados is part of the Commonwealth, which means you know um, England um, owned it. So a lot of their references are to do with uh, the British class system, anyway. And because Baza is quite posh, she's from a like a, an affluent family, um, it's quite wealthy. He probably socially relates more to the Thomas Waynes and the Lord Harwoods of the world in terms of the way he presents himself to the world. Mm -hmm. It's quite well dressed. They all wear signet rings on their pinky. Um, So that, those sort of things, social cues helped me figure out who the character is and the way he speaks and presents himself. Awesome. That's cool. All right, before we move on to uh, our next topic, we have a special announcement that we want to tell you guys. 
Oh yeah, it's me again. It's Benjamin. Hi everybody. And we basically just wanted to say thank you so much for all your support, right? We really like that show. We're doing it every week. We do a lot of different shows here at Afterbus TV, right? But you guys basically make us the ESPN of TV talk, and we really wanted to say thank you. And if you're on YouTube right now, please give up some, some give us some uh, thumbs up, right? Five, as I always say, and also five stars. Don't forget the stars, right? And uh, yeah, please support us in the future, right? We want to keep on doing that. We really like it. We're like family here. Right, you see different people every time, right? So we are a strong family, and we want to grow. We want to continue. So thanks again, and keep up with the good work. Awesome, family. I agree. Thank we you guys family. so much. We appreciate <laughs> you watching us, and we're going to continue to give you amazing, good content. So I want to go towards uh, Thomas Wayne. This guy is smart, like no other. Like mm-hmm. he figures everything out, and. I, I can't but help think of Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, That's you know, because Bruce from, is very smart. Daddy. Like, how? what do you guys think of that? <laughs> and like, his mom. His connection. mom's really smart, too. Both very Martha true. and Tom yeah. are smart. <laughs> very smart. Yeah, he seems like, I mean, Thomas Wayne feels like he's definitely the dad of Bruce Wayne. I think mean, Bruce Wayne is almost like the copy of his own dad a little mm-hmm. bit. The way how he thinks, he, the way how he does stuff, you know? Right. So he is basically the incarnation how, how of he his own dad. he's hesitant you know? right. to kill, you know, the yes. uh, Mrs. Gantz or Dr. Gantz. So uh, that kind of reminded me of Batman too, like, hmm, doesn't kill. Right? And I think he's not really like a bad guy in a way. At the beginning, you kind of get the feeling that he's kind of this this like crazy CIA guy who's doing right. anything to get to his goal or something like that. But mm-hmm. when he sees his own sister, you can tell that he, he has a heart. Oh, yeah. He definitely has a heart. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, I appreciate that, though. I liked his pushback to uh, Chief Hightower from the CIA, but I thought it was interesting, his hesitancy to pull the trigger, mm-hmm. but his attitude that he gave to our trio of guys at the bar and I was like, dude, you need to not forget yourself because you think you're a badass, but none of your people are around you right now. Mm. I love that interaction with you guys, um, with our trio, with them interacting, and just their reminding of um, Thomas Wayne that he's yeah. not as bad as he thinks he is. Right. I mean, Hainsley, your character, you basically, you don't trust him, right? That's the feeling I get. You don't really think, what is this guy doing here right now? Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing because I, as a, the scene you guys, it, it was cut from the initial episode, but in the first episode, I talk about, I like the way Thomas dresses. Oh. I mentioned something <laughs> about the way he dresses. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, and I think initially, Basil was quite fond of Thomas. Mm. Oh, he interesting. Thought, he thought he was a good guy. But then uh, as you see in the last episode, we have that little exchange where he's trying to obviously hire us to do this job. Right. And I say to him, you know, I, um, you were such a righteous and respectable man. Like mm. I, I thought you were a good person. Mm. And then I realized that you are, you know, working for some higher entity and basically using my best friends to kill people. Right. right. So but I think Baz's attitude towards Thomas Wayne go, goes from like, look at this, you know, respectable, well-dressed, obviously educated uh, man mm-hmm. to... Uh, this person who's constantly putting my friends in danger. So he he definitely, did, you know, they won't be going for a drink anytime soon. <laughs> do you do you think that Thomas Wayne is getting into deep with the, uh, the with the No Name Society? Uh, 
He's good at thinking on his feet, Thomas. I mean, you can definitely see the the Bruce Wayne DNA in there. He's very, he's obviously very very sharp, mm, but yeah. this world is is new to him, so there's only so much he can do. And yet, is he in too deep? Yeah, but that's part of espionage. That's what happens, you know. I, I'm not sure he fully knew what he was signing up for. He mm. had idealistic visions and just thought, I'm doing good for my country and you know the right side of politics and the further down the rabbit hole he goes he realizes it's not as black and white as it may have seemed okay i want to talk about uh patricia when she visited thomas what did you guys think of her because we were introduced to her a little bit during i think it was the first episode and Mm -hmm. we got to see more of her character and she is the complete opposite of thomas but one thing that i noticed bruce wayne yeah he is this billionaire and that's what he gets from his father you know he's a very smart guy but he was also a very he was the party guy Mm -hmm. so what did you think about like those two dynamics the the sister and the brother well i mean i i mean one thing that frustrated me about her honestly (laughs) okay i'm just gonna be honest um i like I didn't like she like comes to Thomas to beg for money but then she's like F off like that's just like messed up like I just want your money but like then I want you to leave me alone that's just like I I didn't like but what I like about the character though is that it's a nice kind of change in the in the kind of relationship between Martha and Thomas too I think she triggers almost to basically get Thomas and Martha closer together Mm. which I really like about it you know mm-hmm. because then Thomas comes up with the idea yeah just tell her that I'm you are my ex-girlfriend and you just dumped me just tell her right. that, okay <laughs> which is interesting to me because that's the first time where I feel like there might be something else happening between those two guys before I never felt that way because they were always kind of separate like trying to tear apart a little bit but now they kind of work together a little more so I like that actually to see I thought it was interesting how she reacted because I feel like um Patricia does not have access to their money. Mm. I think the brother has access, which is why she resents him and him laying out money and then trying to be condescending to her when it's not like he's not acting like a spy ordering people to be killed. Um, (laughs) And I thought it was really interesting when you saw the party invitation. Did you notice the trident on the back? Oh, I didn't see the trident. It was like a trident or something. It was like, this and this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isn't that the No Name Society's emblem? Oh, that's right. Good cut. Wow, you're good. I did not notice. I just saw the other side with the devil and everything. <laughs> the devil, what, yeah. what did you say, Ainsley? <laughs> I said that's sharp. Ainsley, <laughs> <laughs> not miss a beat. Yeah. When, how, how did the writers come up with uh, Thomas's sister? Because we haven't, I don't think she's really, is she in the comics? No, I don't I think, think she's in the comics. So. They, yeah. They've mentioned that he has other family, but okay. for whatever reason he didn't, he stayed with Pennyworth and okay. didn't go with his family. Mm. But I've seen it and seen his family in other cartoons and stuff, but... So how did they come up with her with her personality, I guess? I think that it was just... Um, I think they just wanted to, to flesh out and ground the fact that um, Batman's parents and his, his guardian were very complex people. Mm-hmm. We obviously have a very idealistic view of our parents and can never imagine them young. Um, <laughs> so I think they just wanted to make them as dynamic as possible. And I think as from a writer's perspective, the best way to make somebody like Thomas dynamic, who's he's quite straight-laced and honorable and um, quite a, a down-to-earth person, 
would be to have somebody who was basically more like the Joker, right? The two, the antithesis. <laughs> no, sir, to, seriously. So she's this wild, you know, devil may care, uh, very like uh, into her impulses. She just does what she wants. She says what she wants. Mm -hmm. She doesn't think about consequences. So I just think it was to like bring out the dynamic between those two and their siblings, you know. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, with siblings knows that siblings fight like that. That's, yeah. that's, that's normal. They're just very, very different. Right. Um, I just have something I've been wondering for a while, see if maybe you can give us an answer about this because I noticed uh, a while back that all the episode names um, pretty much, like, I think all except one are, are like females, like female, yeah. either uh, like actual females that existed or, you know, Martha Kane is one of the episode names. So do you have any idea why they named them after all these women? Um... I don't know specifically okay. uh, because I think obviously the pilot's just called Pilot, and mm -hmm. then you've got Landlord's daughter, and then Martha Kane. But yeah, the other seven yeah, are Shirley all named. Yeah, Shirley Bassey, Silla Black, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think obviously it's a love letter to the era, the sixties. Mm, okay. These are all women from the sixties. Um, and Bruno's spoken a lot about his uh, admiration and adulation for women, which is why he likes to write strong female characters, awesome. villains, and heroes. So I think that might be an extension of that. Okay. Right. Yeah, and speaking of strong uh, women, there are a lot of strong female characters oh, yeah. on this show. From mm -hmm. you have Bet, you have Martha, Martha, you have Bet's sister. You know, so many. The why two leaders of the No Name League and Raven Society <laughs> are women right now. Right. Yeah. Why? And that's just like in in uh, in DC as a whole. Why do you think that is? Why? Why there are just so many strong uplifting positive women which is like a good thing yeah i think they're just dynamic you know that i think the word obviously they have strengths but i think what makes them strong is that they are not perfect mm -hmm. they're all uh, they have their their flaws their insecurities but ultimately they have very dynamic characteristics that makes them well-rounded mm -hmm. so bet obviously is She's kind of crazy, but um, she has a lot of honourable qualities as well. She cares about people. Yeah. She can be very compassionate, mm -hmm. but you offset that with she does a lot of questionable things at the same time, and she doesn't really view the world in the same way we do in terms of social dynamics and boundaries and stuff like that. Mm. And I think that's true of all of the, not just the women, but all the characters in the show. Nobody is, like, cookie-cutter perfect. Right, yeah. They'll do something one episode where you be like, oh my God, that's really cool. You're such an honorable person. Mm -hmm. And something else will happen and be like, oh my God. But that's how we are in life. Yeah, we're right. we're complex. Or, we have vices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, someone who definitely was not cookie cutter perfect in this episode was Martha, especially when she went to that little sex party. I mean, she was t like kind of invited. It's not like it was her idea to go there. You Still, know? though. Like, she wasn't like, she's not, she's not like she wanted to participate in all that was going on. Did you if see you the guys ending? got invited to a sex party that was about the devil, would you guys go? I, I would go out of, told her. I would go out of curiosity, not because I want to participate. I'd be like, hey, I've never been to one. Sure, why not? Absolutely. And also, not. I think she was trying to take care of, you know, watch over Patricia. 
you know, because you know Thomas said she could get into things. So. What was what was everyone like filming? Because I know you weren't you weren't in those scenes, but what was everyone like while they were filming filming that? I mean, I, I was just as curious as you guys. I read it in the script, <laughs> so I'm just reading this stuff, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I need to see this party. I didn't. Get, I think I got to see a little bit of it, mm-hmm. but um, again, yeah because of the tone of the show you just don't know what's going to happen right. in my head I had like an eyes wide shut stuck <laughs> right right yeah just you know drink and debauchery and drugs and it's all just just going off and I was like I need to see that I need to mm-hmm. I need to see that I need to be there mm-hmm. but yeah unfortunately I, I didn't get to but <laughs> yeah. how did it look I, I haven't seen it so right. oh it was crazy man right. it was uh... I mean by the way talking about these scenes so where did you guys shoot all these scenes what kind of locations where you go to or did you oh, go to I think that's one of the amazing things about the show is that uh, as an actor we got to be uh, obviously we shot on a lot of the stuff was done in a studio right. but I think the beauty of the way it's shot is that you can't tell which stuff is in a studio and which stuff is a real location because right. internal stuff is so beautiful. But we basically shot all around the UK, uh, Kent, um, obviously the opening stuff, a lot of stuff was done in central London, mm. so Soho and Trafalgar Square. Many amazing locations that uh, could still lend themselves to being in the 60s. So we we got to travel a lot. And I was really thankful for that. And it just adds to the scope and beauty of the way the show looks. Oh, the production design is amazing. I mean, the, yeah. the outfits, the wardrobe, the locations in general is beautiful. Beautifully shot. Yeah. The lighting is great. The, the coloring is perfect. I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, really- everybody, everybody took their jobs really seriously on that. And for me, I remember the first time I saw the full trailer and I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Because I was like, yeah. I was confused, excited, because I was like, this is a, t- I'm in a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. It was like a film. Right. Oh, exactly. It looks like a feature film almost yeah, when does. you watch it. It's, it's crazy. That's why the show is so good. Yeah. Real quick, I want to talk about um, Bet and Lord James Howard. What did you guys Harwood. think? Of, hard, hardwood. Hardwood. Not hardwood. hardwood. It's so hardwood. hard to pronounce his name. What did you guys <laughs> think about his storyline or their storyline? I am very excited to see him try and come back. I was very curious if they said that he was dead and how he's gonna like not only take back his league, I mean the Raven Society, but also just to go back being in the lordship with his mm-hmm. title. Um, I like how he's interacted with the two sisters and mm-hmm. how he wants to bring them along because yeah. they're the only two he trusts. Yeah. I, I I thought he did such a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the fake nose for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks really great. I didn't even see that at the beginning. But what I liked is what uh, Cherry already said is when he's talking to those two sisters saying, hey, I want to get you. I want to bring you to London. Right. He was like very emotional almost about it. Yes. And then I was like, wow, he was basically the leader and is still kind of the leader of the Raven Society. Mm-hmm. But he also feels very sensitive which is something that you usually don't really see of someone being a leader of this kind of society. So that was very interesting to see this contrast of an emotional person but still being a leader of a like society who also kills people. Right. You know, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, his uh I feel like his personality is becoming more rounded. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have just this one personality anymore. Yeah, for and I sure. feel like he's coming back for a vengeance yeah but uh, I want to get to our special segment real quick today Mm. so today we're going to talk about our all time favorite 
Alfreds because hello Pennyworth. We need to talk about our yes. favorite Alfreds that we've seen on screen. Um, so we're gonna start with Cherry Works pick. I have to say, I grew up watching the original Batman series from the 60s, and Alan Napier, an English actor, who you might know, played the um, Alfred back in the day, and I loved how he was funny but yet serious. He was such a good foil for our original Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. All right, right, so Pennyworth, your turn. I have to go with the actor who played uh, Pennyworth in Gotham. Mm -hmm. Like, he was just a complete, just badass in that yeah. in that show and he kind of he's kind of similar to this Alfred uh-huh. right here so yeah. so Robin yeah and I have to say I mean I grew up with Michael Caine playing uh, Alfred to be honest so he's basically that's how I see him all my life right mm-hmm. I, I just saw this guy on television with all the Batman shows yeah. so I, I'm very familiar to him and I also want to ask Hainsley by the way because I was listening to a podcast with Jack and he was saying you know what I mean Michael Caine was such a great actor portraying Alfred and he kind of also took some inspiration from his way of doing that so have you guys met him actually on set did he stop by and just give you guys you know some inspiration or something like that I mean we we wish (laughs) 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 to give us all high five and wish as well but um no no we we haven't met him but we're we're all very aware and are uh, very much indebted to Michael for coming up with the idea that Alfred was in the SAS because I'm sure you guys know this but Mm. That wasn't part of canon or the story in any part of the sort of um, history of Alfred. It was Michael Caine who said, I'll play Alfred in the Christopher Nolan movies, but only if he was ex-SAS. Right. So if it wasn't for Michael Caine, there would be no Sean Pertwee in Gotham and there would be no Jack Bannon in um, Pennyworth. Oh, wow. Anis, who was your pick? So mine, oh, again, I have to pick two. <laughs> I can't just decide <laughs> on one. Um, so I also picked Michael Caine, especially because of that scene in Dark Knight Rises where he's telling, you know, Bruce, I will not bury you. Like, oh my God, it just gets me every time. Uh, beautiful scene. Michael Caine's amazing. Also, I have to give a special shout out to a friend, a friend Zimbalist Jr. from who played Alfred in the in Batman the Animated Series because that's kind of like the, my main Alfred oh, that yeah. I grew up watching. Um, So definitely those two. All right, let's get to our news and gossip. Oh, yeah. News and gossip. Oh, Hainsley, I did something. I did something. I did some research on your Instagram account. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my friend. And I found a picture I wanted to share. You can't really see it probably, but I describe it to you. It's basically a picture. I think it's a couple of years ago, but it shows you in a police uniform. I think it's in the UK. It's in London somewhere, and you stand with another guy. So I'm just curious, what kind of project was that? It was, I think, in 2015 or something. I'm trying to think what that is. (laughs) Okay. You Uh, you basically say... Sorry. We do a lot of, like... um, can do like commercials for companies who sell technology. I think it was for Fujitsu or oh. like tech company, and basically they do um, security stuff for the government. Oh right! It's like this whole sort of video showing how they can have mobile technology to help police officers get information, track criminals. Kind of Batman esque. Yeah, because <laughs> you, because you named it like you named it Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gonna do? You oh, know? Right. <laughs> That's just me being a goof on Instagram trying to hype <laughs> likes. 
you know how it is. <laughs> no, but I like I like the picture because I think that's a great example, a great inspiration also for other actors. You know, seeing your way and what you did so far, and now being on Pennyworth, I think that's a great inspiration. So I just wanted to share that with everyone. And. I no, definitely. I, I'm, I'm really inspired myself, to be honest, right? So I, I was really glad and grateful to see that. And the second thing I just wanted to show you guys is a project, and you basically said on, online that you're also very proud of it. It's a movie called Oblivious. And I think it does the festival round right now. And uh, yeah, if you can just talk a little bit about it, because it looks very interesting. Yeah, so it's, um, it's, it's a short film, um, but it's a sort of a dark comedy mm -hmm. um, that I did... Uh, last year I think like March last year um, it's kind of twisted but it's it's uh, from a director called Simon and it's his first ever project he was actually not even a director and he just sort of quit his job oh, wow. and was like I want to direct and um, it was nice because he didn't audition us he just chose the actors that he thought was right for the job mm. and he chose me and I'm one of the central characters and I was a bit nervous when we were doing it because obviously it's the first time he's done anything like this. Right. But I, they did the, a screening of it in central London and I was just really impressed with it. And as you can see on the poster, it's got into a lot of festivals and it's doing really well. So I'm No, really that's proud. awesome. And it's also great that you support young artists and directors to basically do what they love to do, you know? So that's amazing. But uh, yeah, that's from me. All right. All right, Hazley. So a lot of people want to know, like, what are you going to be doing? What are you doing in the future? Like, what are you working on right now? Um, so we wrapped this show, Pennyworth, on the 25th. So since then, I've been I've been in Romania for a month. Um, I was filming a, a mini a three part mini series called Washington mm -hmm. about George Washington and his. Uh, Ascendance in the presidency and the war in the south. So I think that's going to be on the History Channel. Nice. Uh, May next May that will uh, be coming out. And I play a character called um, Billy Lee William, aka Billy Lee, mm -hmm. and he was one of the only slaves that um, George Washington freed. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. So that's out that's next awesome. May, and that was amazing. I was in Romania for a month. Um, amazing director. Amazing people. And Romania is an amazing place as well. So that's what I've got coming out next. Well, I definitely cannot wait to see more of that. I know you guys can't wait either. I cannot that's wait. I love this story. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank like, you. especially, Whoa. it's like, what, 5 a.m., 4.30 there? <laughs> You're a trooper, man. Okay. You're a trooper. Well, thank you so much. That's thank all the time you. we have for today. I'm your host, Benny Adams. You can find me on all social media at Benny J. Adams. I'm Anais, and you can find me on Instagram at More Than You Think 7. Yeah, hi everyone. This is Benjamin, and you can find me on Instagram at Benjamin Schnau, S C H N A U, and also the same name on Facebook. This is Cherry underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find me on the after show for Killjoys. And Hansley, where can they find you on uh, Instagram? Um, you can find me at uh, the last day of May. 31 or just my name Ainsley <laughs> awesome awesome thank you Ainsley. Well, thank you guys so much we will see you guys next week thanks Ainsley thank you bye guys cheers. our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup Buzz you later. <laughs>
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its own.